Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Oh boy. Oh boy, it's been a bit since the last episode. Had to pop my head back into the old back brief podcast for a little Veterans Day message and a little Vet Day knowledge. A lot of today's pop culture has its roots in World War II. From the video games to the movies, even Captain America is a product of arguably the most famous of wars. But I've always been something of a World War I kind of guy. Now, this isn't about the battles, the politics, casualties, or whatever. I don't really want to compare wars like you might want to compare the success of a movie based on how much it made, domestic or foreign, blah, blah, blah. World War I just feels different. Like the kids say, it hits different. Especially to me, sitting behind a mechanical keyboard and a computer screen in 2021, and having experienced the 2000s, quote, war on terror, end quote. World War I, fought between 1914 and 1918, feels like it happened in some alternative Earth history. Mounted horse cavalry, machine gun nests, real fortified castles, cannons as big as a house, and some that looked like they could have been fired in the Civil War. Throw in the advent of modern chemical warfare in the form of mustard gas, trench warfare, and a stage in medical readiness that was simply not at a point to handle the carnage this war would bring upon the earth and you have the recipe for World War I. Now, I'm sure there are tons of reasons for why we focus on World War II. Probably the biggest one is the Holocaust, a clear example of what happens when we give power to madmen. But it's also a fairly recent war, and we still have survivors of World War II with us today who stand as living testaments to the events of 1939 to 1945. But I also have my own idea, and, and again, this is just my idea, and that World War I was just nasty. I mean, on a scale that I don't think humanity had been ready for. World War II came about only 30 years later. So a lot of people that had been through one, unfortunately, would go through two. And when it was all over, we thought as a nation and pretty much the world that World War I was the worst it could be, the worst it would ever be. Nations across the globe erected monuments to the fallen and commemorated days of remembrance. In 1919, U.S. President Woodrow Wilson proclaimed November 11th 
as the commemoration day of Armistice Day, the day that World War I would officially end with the signing of the Treaty of Versailles. The president said, quote, To us in America, the reflections of Armistice Day will be filled with solemn pride in the heroism of those who died in the country's service and with gratitude for the victory, both because of the thing from which it has freed us and because of the opportunity it has given America to show her sympathy with peace and justice in the councils of the nations. End quote. And that was where it was supposed to stop. Armistice Day was supposed to be the day we'd look back at the one and only world war and think about how awful it was and be glad it can never happen again. Then Hitler came around and fucked it all up. Like I said, 30 years later, we've got World War II. Much like World War I, only bigger, deadlier, and with a genocidal twist at the end, as if a world war wasn't bad enough. So World War II comes to an end, and we're all collectively licking our wounds and catching our breath as a human race. This can't happen again, we're thinking. No more wars, right? Like, that was insane what just went down. I mean, we just wrapped up this last war in 45. We've got to chill out, right? Five years later, Korea, June 1950 to July 1953, the U.S. is once again fighting a nasty war full of death, carnage, and ramifications of which we feel today we got a North Korea and a South Korea because of this. So think about this for a minute, okay? It's 2021 right now. 9-11 was in 2001. That's just a little over the 20-year mark. Between the start, of World War I and the end of the Korean War, that was 39 years. For perspective, if we overlaid our timelines, September 11th and the beginning of World War I, we would be sitting somewhere in around 1934 right now. Five more years to World War II. So needless to say, our hope that World War I would be the absolute worst ever and that we wouldn't do it again, well, that didn't work out. More war, more death, more veterans. So in June of 1954, the 83rd Congress voted to amend the Act of 1938, which proclaimed Armistice Day as a legal holiday, striking the word armistice and replacing it with veteran. It became a day to honor all American veterans of all wars. And that, ladies, gentlemen and others is the history of veterans day and it's actually pretty grim a holiday that was supposed to be about one really ugly war that ended up being part of a multi-decade series of wars that were so large in scale that we ended up needing to change the day of remembrance for the first big war to be a day to appreciate the increasingly large population of veterans produced from 40 years of warfare. So today, right now, we celebrate today's veterans, all 19 million of them. From World War II to now, you can find veterans across this nation, unless you happen to be looking at Congress, where only 17% of lawmakers have any military experience, down from 81% in 73. 
So yeah, uh, veterans, as far as the eye can see across this nation, unless you're looking at where the decision makers are, they're, they're not there. But hey, <laughs> let's not get wrapped around, you know, silly things like that. 19 million veterans. That includes me too. And my kids. Well, it will after they're done with their service. Both are currently active duty. One's a Marine and one's a soldier. Very proud and happy dad. 19 million veterans to think about. Hey, uh, before we go any further, did we get that Agent Orange thing resolved uh, for our Vietnam veterans? You know, the cancer causing stuff that was uh, literally poured onto them and into their drinking water. I'm just curious if that whole thing got, you know, if it's all covered by the, the VA now. Um, and how about those burn pits and the veterans suffering from the effects that has caused? Well, we got that done yet? Is that that's covered, right? Like that that's all settled, right? No? Oh, you know, one last thing, and I'm sure we're all super tired of hearing about it by now, but how's that veteran suicide rate coming along? Heard we hit an all-time high recently. Whoa. We're sitting at 30,177 veteran suicides. The wars themselves took 7,000 casualties. Now, I'm bad with math, so I'm going to let someone else crunch those numbers. And let me know what percentage of suicides that is compared to the number of combat casualties. Now, maybe I'm an asshole for bringing all of this up. This is supposed to be a Veterans Day message, right? After all, we should be thinking about parades, Veterans Day sales, and patriotic music. We're going to be reminded that Veterans Day isn't Memorial Day. The other one that you're thinking Memorial Day, that one's for the dead. This one is to celebrate the living. Well, I'm trying to celebrate the living. I'm trying to celebrate Veterans Day, but I've got these pesky numbers about Agent Orange, burn pits, and suicides floating around, distracting me from the Veterans Day 50% off sales. I've got military housing being run by slumlords hiding behind contracts that allow them to ignore basic tenant laws. I know I'm not supposed to be thinking about our dead veterans because they have a day already and this isn't about them. This is about the living. But forgive my rudeness if I allow my thoughts to drift for a moment to dead Marines in Kabul and 20 years of war that culminated with us handing back power to the very enemy we had been fighting the whole fucking time. Forgive me for not being as positive as maybe I should be. But this Veterans Day has a bit of a bite, doesn't it? Shouldn't it? Parades and Veterans Day sales and patriotic music. Yeah, that's all great, man. That's cool. But that's lip service. That's bullshit. If we're not actually taking care of these veterans. If we're not doing something. Like covering the Agent Orange illnesses and the burn pits. And stop this idea that war only kills you when you're there. Stop treating war 
like it's a video game and like it's a movie. Veterans Day has a bite. And it should. I'm Rod Rodriguez. This is The Back Brief. Make sure you like, listen, and subscribe to this podcast. Share this podcast with everyone you know. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere you listen to the your favorite podcast if you're looking for veteran related news go to connectingvets.com you're going to find a whole bunch of amazing articles great reporters great news all the news that matters to you go to connectingvets.com and check out my boy phil briggs connectingvets.com guy himself navy veteran has a show podcast cbs eye on veterans really good show positive uplifting uh he is the yin to my yang i know i went hard on veterans day here but somebody has to uh, but we also need people like Bill Briggs to bring us these amazing, uplifting stories, stories that are going to make you laugh, make you think, make you cry even a little bit. Uh, go check him out, ConnectingVets.com, uh, CBSI on Veterans, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. All right. If this uh, episode doesn't get me fired, I will see you at the next Back Brief. I'm Rod Rodriguez. Out. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.